0: golden hands of the bottom mafia that's what i call them. before getting into magic mike i need to thank paul reed smith guitars if you don't already own a couple what are you waiting for i love them PRSguitars.com. also thank you to cathead vodka for their long time support you can go and check them out for recipes and such at cathead distillery on instagram good stuff mike hickey is such a fun crazy knowledgeable all-around guitar guy he studied at Berkeley, played guitar for Venom. Is currently the well-respected guitar tech for blues reigning king Joe Bonamassa. I had so much fun getting to know this cat. I think you will too. And he even let me eavesdrop on one of Joe's rehearsals here in Nashville. Here's Mike Hickey. All right, Mike Hickey. What's happening? What's going on?
1: We're on the Bart Almond show. <laughs>
0: this seriously is the closest thing to a blind date i've ever had right we, we met about, on the internet yes which is really weird <laughs> it's kind of modern
1: about, in a way
0: but it was about guitars it's about guitars
1: as it is always yes
0: i call you by the way in the uh in the parentheses i was trying to name the episode you are the golden hands of the bono
1: mafia okay great yeah so that's yours yeah. Merry Christmas I'm, I'm going to call Lloyds of London <laughs> and get some insurance tomorrow and bill it back to Joe Yes
0: So where are you from? You're back east boy, aren't you? Uh, yeah,
1: I'm in the Yankee sector um, from New Hampshire and lived in a bunch of places, but that's where I hang out now
0: Can you say New Hampshire?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of like that
0: Yeah <laughs> How'd you get into playing guitar?
1: Kiss Really? Ace Fraley Yeah you know, um, yeah, not
0: to be mean, but you could play that stuff in seventh grade.
1: We could play it, yeah, yeah. we could learn it. It was learnable, learnable right. Guitar, yeah, you know, yeah, that would be how 11 years old, you know, 78.
0: What'd you have for a guitar?
1: Uh, it was a Tisco with a silver tone amp, but soon replaced by an Ibanez Les Paul copy, nice because they had to be kind of like Ace, yeah.
0: So, what color would it have been then? Wine red. Why, okay.
1: With a bolt on neck. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: <laughs>
1: and a DiMarzio.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yes, my first guitars all had Seymour uh, Duncan distortions in them.
1: That's, yeah. And, you're, you're opening the gate right there. Yeah. You know, yeah. The gate to the, the world of distortion. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was your first band? Like in at home or in yeah. in real life. Well, both. I didn't. I I would. I didn't really have a band. Okay. I just me and my friends would like jam in E minor for hours. And, yeah, and or sit in with the teachers' band at okay. the bar. You know, or the, you know, like my teacher. Right. Like, hey, dude, can I sit in? Can I play? can I play cocaine with you guys? It's E minor. Yeah. That would be it. <laughs> Parking lot, you know, at the at the the fair. You know, no risers, no, yeah. no monitors. So, then what was your first
0: real band?
1: Our first real band would be in college, probably. Um, we had like a f- metal fusion, funky, confused 18 year olds band at Berkeley. And um, the illustrious Derek Shirinian was involved in this as well. Really? With his Ketar? Well, he never played the guitar. <laughs> he wanted to But, yeah, well, you know if, <laughs> I'm going to let him speak <laughs> uh, I believe he likes He prefers the Hammond organ Oh, right uh, At this point Right But, um, you know, he's very guitar influenced yeah. And, you know, maybe I, I would say he won't, he played with me A friend of mine played with him at, for a little bit In college And then I met him through them And, uh he would I think he was more impressed that I had a Charvel with a Floyd and Sweet. I actually had a Marshall right so there was this idea that maybe so I, I got away with a little murder you know on the fretboard it wasn't as good as you could you know as those guys yeah but you want to suck you want to be the worst guy in the room
0: so did you go to you went to Berkeley for guitar yeah yeah and who were was, some of your teachers there
1: mainly uh I don't remember like I feel rotten I don't remember the the class guys you know right I didn't like the sight reading guy I liked the harmony guy my teacher was this guy Bill Bresnahan he had like the big Howard Roberts or uh, oh okay style acoustic, acoustic jazz box right and he was very militaristic and I thought he didn't like me and then at the end of the semester he like gave me a really good Grade and he said that I had really my hands had good technique. So I was all like, "Yeah," didn't mean I had any phrasing, right? Or knowledge, but I always thought he hated me, and I was dreading my lesson every day. Like, oh no! It's
0: so he was great. probably being hard on you because he saw something. In you.
1: Well, yeah, he maybe saw something, and I'd bring him like tapes of stuff, and he'd be like, "Son, please, I've been this. You know, I've been in the room with John Coltrane. I'm like, oh god, all right, I'm sorry, you win, but." Yeah, it helped me. That was good. I mean, actually, at Berkeley, what you learn is you learn to play right. with other people from other places. You know, people, someone from Indiana, someone from L.A., someone from Japan, you know, a British person. Um, you know, you get all these hundreds of people that are trying to learn instruments better than they were in their hometown. Right. So, those are your teachers. Yeah. And I'm still friends with a lot of those guys. Are fine. you really? Yeah. That's cool. So, especially like Sheridan.
0: Yeah, I like his new band. He, you know, he,
1: it, it's somebody's got to play rock keyboards. Yeah, might as well be him. Absolutely. <laughs> He's already got the Marshalls. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic.
0: Well, there's a bunch of Mike Hickey's, but I do believe you are the Carcass.
1: I'm the Carcass And the Venom In Venom Cathedral In Cathedral Okay, um, so that's all That's all scab work Right, okay? okay I didn't invent any of those bands But what happened You know, I got, I got a gig um, in, I was living in L.A. And I got a gig to go to England To play with this band Venom Who I wasn't a follower of But I was trying to join bands Like right. anybody who moves to L.A or moves to Nashville
0: that's why they go yeah
1: you know where there's uh, well I want to play guitar in a band well you better go here or yeah. there or there you know Yeah. so <clears throat> I just at this point I'll join anybody's band provided I don't have to do stuff I don't like right um, I like the yeah. idea of wearing spiked wristbands and you know <laughs> playing heavy riffs tuned down that sounded cool so we did that for a while you know and then as time went on, I, I met other bands, yeah. and they needed somebody. And I happened to be driving maybe the van on this gig. Hey, yeah, this guy's not going to play. Who can do it? I'll do it. And then you get other gigs. Yeah. So I kind of knew a lot of British bands, so when they needed somebody to help out, I came in and, you know, did sharpshooting for So did you
0: move over there then, I guess? You I was there a lot, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, i spent a lot of time with Venom there a couple of years, working on that, and then moving forward with that project years later, you know, off and on for a couple of years. And the thing is, is it's hard to penetrate a fully British situation, yeah. especially bands that grew up together, right. you know. So um, I preferred playing in British metal bands, because in my mind, I was in Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. Yeah. Except, and then I had a British band. Or maybe Saxon. Yeah, Saxon would be, yeah, yeah. preferable, actually. <laughs> but yeah, that's how you get all those gigs, is just, you know somebody, you know. Yeah. You, you know somebody who knows somebody, or you're in the room, and you haven't been a dick yet. Right. I did later. <laughs> I was, you know, I was I was thinking about drinking. Right, know? exactly. <laughs> like all of us were in their, yeah. our 20s or whatever and stuff.
0: So why did you never... I mean, I know you guys are probably playing "Welcome to Hell" at a lot of weddings and things. I'm yes,
1: sure. you uh, uh, never,
0: uh, you never got a cool name like Kronos or Death Dealer or anything. I mean, well,
1: we <laughs> we made up names right? that weren't suitable, and <laughs> so then they had like they had those guys had their ideas of like what to name me and my friend uh, who became my friend Jimmy Clare, who played guitar with us in Venom, and um, so. They were, they were like, they had their concept of names. We had our concept of made-up names. Yeah. I can't say out loud. And, um, (laughs) then they're like, well, you can be Jimmy C, like J-I-M-I, and you can be Mikey H. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Mikey. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, whatever, I just go along with it. Yeah. It's it's their band, whatever you want to do. And, then later, later on, I was on a tour with the Cathedral guys and, uh, they wrote on my my tag, you know, Micus Lord of Metal, <laughs> open the gates, all this <laughs> yes. I was passed out in the van driving driving, you know. Sure. And so they t- put it on my hat and they thought it was a big, you know, black metal scam. So then they, they started calling me Micus and that I like Micus. That came back later in, in on the next venom round, you know, right. it was like, Okay, I'll have this silly name too, you know. And so I used a V because I wanted it to be like I was chiseled out of stone in Roman days, you know? And also to see if they'd spell it correctly. Right. It didn't matter. It was like four interviews. <laughs> 18 people streamed the album. <laughs> that,
0: was, that was even before streaming.
1: Yes, it was actually. Yes. We had product.
0: So, were you the Ibanez guy at that point? Um,
1: kind was, of, yeah. And initially, yeah, it would be the Ibanezes, and I still have two. And I can, you know, like uh, the guys in Carcass, they liked the Ibanezes, so um, we got we all use the Ibanezes yeah. and look cool and stuff. But I still have the two main ones, and I had a bunch of them. I bought some at artist cost, Right. Yeah, I want a blue one, and you know, I got a Steve Vai guitar one time, and you know, a green one with the handle. Of course, I never used it anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, it was... They were, they were really generous to us. And it's like, at that time, you would just be like, um, I need an endorsement with yeah. Ibanez. Well, yeah. You know? Or, you you know, or you, you, know, sure, or you had like a nice Hamer endorsement with your name printed under the Hamer logo. And, oh, I never got that. Right? That would be sick.
0: That would be. We should yeah. have Joel do that.
1: Well, well, that would be great. Yeah. Get them to make explorers <laughs> and put our names on them for a fee.
0: Yeah. And you are like a hamer, big time enthusiast, aren't you?
1: I am. I, I would like a lot of them. They, they cost a little more money yeah. than you'd want them to. Um, obviously, there's only a few hundred of these particular explorers. Is that really? Right? It's four digits. Yeah. So it's probably less than a thousand. Four digits.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. My first digit on mine is a zero.
1: Yeah, I think they end in the uh, the seven somethings.
0: Yeah, mine's zero three six five. See, fantastic. So
1: fit right in with mine.
0: See, <laughs> how much are those guys worth these days? Anybody know?
1: They are expensive if you're buying mine, right? And they're cheap if I'm <laughs> buying yours. <laughs> What does this mean?
0: I don't know. Megabyte. Is Megadeth calling.
1: It's it's Mega wife. <laughs>
0: mega wife. My wife's
1: flying, so she's calling. It. I
0: like that. Uh, so you guys were just touring Europe all the time in those bands. Europe. Uh, were you in all those, any of those bands at the
1: same time? Kind of. Well, I would play with Kronos from Venom at the same time. So, I, like, I'd go and do stuff with Cathedral, and then take the train and go work on shit with him. Cause that was what we were working on personally yeah and they were those were like those were the good the good gig to have and same with like carcass you know i would split off and i'd use it as a launching point to stay in england right because i had a work permit and um you know that was important to have the right paperwork if you're going to work over there yeah and and you did yeah it was okay yeah yeah i cut a couple times i you know when I was young, you know, I was like, "Oh yeah, we're just here jamming." They don't like that.
0: Right. So, were you writing this stuff with them, or we would all- write
1: some of it? You know, um, later on, yes, with Carcass, nothing. You know, I just played their riffs. Yeah. Learned their songs. Um, probably would have entertained <laughs> writing with them, but I don't think we, as you know, me and them, they were um, compatible. Other than I could play their songs and yeah. then they knew me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they you know, they're vegans and I'm eating steak and you know, vegetarian or you know, early on. Yeah.
0: That's funny that a band called Carcass was Yeah, bad. it's ironic. Vegetarian.
1: It's ironic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what happened after these bands
1: uh, then you then you just get doing normal shit? like back here and home at home you know yeah lessons um you know potentially you know thinking of the next great idea which nobody's interested in you right. know so you're out there in the middle of nowhere like oh yeah man I, I know what I'm gonna do you know get this trio together or some right sort of shit. like everyone wants to hear a trio at 120 decibels yeah <laughs> you know locally <laughs> at the local bar
0: did you so. ever think about going back to uh berkeley and, like, trying
1: to teach there or anything? Mm, you know, teaching was, is more f- just people who are normal and local. Like, nor- just trying to learn guitar, not right. trying to master guitar. Yeah. And so...
0: They want to learn how to play Sweet Home Alabama.
1: Yeah, but uh, I would never give note-for-note renditions. I would just say, well, look, it's three chords. Okay. This song is just like this song is just like this song. And if you want to play leads, you start and you play in the box. Okay. And you, then you learn to bend. Then you get some pitch. Still don't have to turn out. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. And it can be sweet and short. Yeah. You know, and um, it, it I don't think I'd be good at a Berkeley level. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd be like, well, I can't, you know, they'd be like, oh, you need to notate this. I'm like, notate this. Right. I don't have, I got 20 minutes, man. Yeah. You know.
0: That's exactly how I am. How do you, I play this song? Well, this is a D, and this is. A well, D yeah, you would D. learn it
1: by you know. Yeah. Or, in the case of bands that I've worked with, I might sit with the other guitarist, or the bassist, or the writer. How did you okay. play the riff? Right. And between all of it, you kind of come up yeah. with a way to play somebody's riff. You yeah. Know? You know, like I learn a lot of Joe's riffs. Sure It's hard not to Yeah Because I'm hearing it if, So if you have pitch If I'm tuning guitars I need some pitch Right You know like G and A sound like, like That's flat Oh shit <laughs> You know So
0: Yeah I always liked Being in the studio And because I was the writer I was also The guy that made the Cell phone demo And
1: and you might And you would have you Wrote the riff Yeah so you can go, hey man, let me see your strap. You know, and yeah. play the riff, Or, it's easy like to convey.
0: The acoustic would guy go, we go bar. What are you playing? And I'm going. I'm playing this. this. And he goes, oh, that's a flat second yep. with a ninth with a th- over a thirteenth. I went, cool. I just call it this.
1: Yep. This is good. And
0: it worked. So, well, speaking of Joe, I mean obviously going from Venom to Joe is the next logical step
1: yeah well I mean there's so, a lot of stuff right in between I worked with Daryl Hall for a long time oh yeah
0: what did you do with him tuning okay
1: you know um,
0: cause John Oates lives here
1: yeah Oates is great I worked yeah. for him first in the 1900s and then um my friend T-Bone was the bass player oh wow and uh so I was his assistant like back in New England okay and I'm always like, dude, you should get me in with fucking those guys. Yeah. you know, So he got me in with Oates, and I, de- I dealt with him for a while. And then I went off and did some other stuff. And uh, then later on, they called me, like, oh, can you come help Daryl out? So I'm like, yeah, cool, I'll do- go do that. And he's pretty cool. I mean, he yeah. you know, I mean, writes some pretty good riffs. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so did that for a few years, but then T-Bone passed away. Yeah. and And the way things were moving for everybody at that point it was you know i i needed to go do my own shit and, right. and get out of that game so i was out of you know and then after that i got a call from Sharinian. oh okay and he's like hey man uh, my friend joe needs a guy so i was like i'll go do that. that sounds good yeah you know he plays loud he plays good right you know he's got cool guitars yeah. I like bursts. He, liked, he likes bursts. When, okay, what's not to like? What's not to like? Yeah. <clears throat> you plug it into a pedal, into an amp, and turning it up loud. Okay, Yeah. sign me up. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so we're going to do this every night? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's cool.
0: I like that. So you guys are traveling. I mean, I don't even want you to give, say, a dollar a figure of guitars and stuff. Do you just have security like crazy Watching these guitars. I mean, well, I mean, it's all
1: relative. Yeah. What What are you gonna yeah. get if you stole one of those guitars? Um, a stolen guitar. That's all you get out of it. Yeah. Can't ever do it. Now, a real thief. I'm not talking some diamond thief with you know cat like right moves under the laser beam beside and pulls the burst <laughs> out of the case. Right. The The simple thing is, we just got some used guitars. They're not worth a lot of money. Yeah. There's the pristine, the crazy shit that everybody reads about isn't even true. Yeah. That these prices aren't through the stratosphere that you think they are, but that it's more than you got. I yeah. got oh, yeah. But there's, you know, do you really want to steal a $12,000 guitar? You want to bank your whole future on 12 grand? You can never sell it. No, who's going to buy oh, it? Yeah. It's got Bonnie Graham. Let's name right. right Yeah, you know? <laughs> It's a beat up Strat with a back bow. Yeah, you know, I got you. Got to put heavier strings on so the neckle stays straight. I mean, it and it, it just sounds good.
0: I've always appreciated you guys' attitude about that because it's like, would you guys get a guitar? You just why go home and change everything about it? Yeah, just grab it. It, it, it's it played like you wanted it to when you bought it. So why would you change it? Yeah. I've never understood that. I will buy this guitar for X amount of dollars, come home and change everything about it.
1: And if you got enough guitars, you don't have time to fix them. You just play them and hopefully you have time to string them or you got a friend who'll come over and help string yep. them and they, once every you know a few weeks you got fresh strings <laughs> and you're like, yes.
0: And if I want a different saddle, I'll just pick up a different guitar. Yeah,
1: sure. That, and that, that's the thing um, say with uh, a Joe rig. It's a very simple rig. You know, everyone knows there's fenders and dumbbells involved. Yeah. It can be whatever's and whatever's involved. The bottom line is it's very loud and has headroom. Yeah. So when every song is not full out, there's a lot of dynamic in the rig. A lot of nuance. So you can play quietly and still have a beautiful big sound. Yeah. And minimal effects. And just the headroom changes everything. It's just really, it's, and it's not for everybody. Yeah. Oh. It's hard to play like that. Yeah. I had a hard time with his rig. I'd like a little more martial forgiveness. I'm 100% with you. Maybe some wet, dry wet. Yeah. You know, something (laughs) flamboyant. I've never
0: been able to make a Fender amp sound good. And even matchless amps, you were talking about Pat Buchanan earlier. He's got those? Yeah, I would take my HC-30 to the studio and go, can you help me with this? And he'd plug it in and it just sounded like an angel. I'd go, oh, what the crap? And I'd get it back home and it sounded like me again. Yeah. And so there's just certain amps that I'm like you, man. I need a little little more cushion there.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I guess if, if I was being had to play for somebody else or for myself. You know, I want a little more of the left hand is involved Mm -hmm. with the way the riff might be played and, you know, it's a little more legato so it's a little, I want more distortion. Yeah. Just again, back to it, I want more distortion. But Joe is also, I mean,
0: when I first saw him, he was that chubby kid with Ten Marshalls, and he's in all those metal guitars and stuff. You Although you know,
1: I only had that guitar for like a couple weeks on the road. Yeah, and it didn't. It was kind of phased out. That that was like a telly with a, a metal yeah. swirly top. Swirly, yeah, yeah. But I
0: mean, he used to use, to my ear, a lot more gain than he does now. Yes,
1: yeah. He's he's dialed it way back, way back, way back, way back, way back, and now it's 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 the same gain. But it's a different game structure due to it being a strat, right? A tele, a thin line, or a Les Paul, yeah. You know, and so you get those four tones and all the tones associated inside each yeah. guitar, and or the Flying V, which is you know like a Bitey or Les Paul.
0: So was that a a conscious thing, or did that just happen because of the songs that you guys were recording?
1: I think he. When he did his blues stuff,
0: the really really bluesy stuff, yeah,
1: yeah. Red Rocks, Muddy Wolf, Mighty that Wolf, gave me yeah. that idea because the rig changed, yeah, from the high gain rig to the tweed rig, which was had the ba- uh, the bassmen which are kind of squishier, mm-hmm. so that made up for not having the Marshalls. But once he got all four twins, then it was became this just a giant guitar sound of each guitar. So that's the really cool part. Yeah. You know? And as you know, if you grab a certain type of guitar, it's going to make you play that Absolutely. style more. Yeah, you, you know twang a little more on a telly, or in your mind, you think you are, like, yeah, I'm playing country riffs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's country, right? And you got a, your Dynacomps right there, yeah. and everything's great.
0: And then you grab a last ball, and you're just smashing power chords. Yes, Yeah.
1: With it near your knee, yes, hampering your left hand um, abilities.
0: (laughs) I bet your left hand got fast playing with Venom and Carcass and stuff.
1: Well, I'm left-handed. Oh, okay. But I didn't know that you have to play this way. Right. So I play this way because I saw pictures. Oh, okay. But I, 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 I don't, I don't have stamina now. Yeah. When I, you know, to play through those songs. You know It's a lot of down picking Right Um You know It was part of The the mindset Of how Of achieving ability On the guitar To yeah. play grindcore Fast intricate Um Venom's messy Thrashy Carcass were complicated pe- You know Pieces To memorize And p- perform accurately With another guy
0: Yeah Oh yeah
1: You know and probably, you know, that made me learn to double track. Right. It taught me because trying to learn someone else's riff uh-huh. and then play it with them. Yeah. And be like the same one big rhythm guitar, you know. And you're
0: hoping that they can still do that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I'm I don't have as much down picking as I used to. Right. Nor do I. You don't need it. I don't need to do it. I already yeah. I already uh, said my piece. Right. <laughs> I. You know, I made it. I made it through without too many lawyer events. I mean, it's great.
0: You left your hickey scar on a on an industry. Yeah, now you're on the next. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I leave a few, you know, scars on the, you know, the headstocks. Oh Um, man!
0: So, with as much as you guys go back and forth, America and Europe, Australia,
1: are you carrying amps? All the
0: time with you? Do we you have, have backlines in Europe? Or?
1: We've been shipping okay. like three rigs around. Right. And then going, oh, I hope I remembered the splitter box. Right. And... Um, yeah, because you guys
0: have so much different stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's... We can get away. We have like some two rock amps. Right. And we also have some... Um, we'll do four twins, right? Or the Bonamassa twins, yeah. And it's they just split with these little splitter boxes in the back, two pair, left and right, and a little chorus. And it's loud. It's just loud. Yeah. I mean, and you you heard him play today. Yeah. What it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Thanks for letting me be there. That was awesome. Dude. It's a
1: pleasure, dude. Yeah. It's
0: it's crazy, and the you know, the thing about. You guys also, it's like, every time my wife asks me, even if I want tacos or burritos, I say, I'd like a 59 Les Paul. Yes. It doesn't really matter yes. what the question is. That's always the answer. Yes, And I remember there kind of being a little backlash to Joe just buying a lot of guitars and everything. And, and she asked me what I thought about that. I said, I think it's great. Because I'll never be able to get one of those, but I know that when I go see him play, I'll get to see four of them, and a Flying V, and this and that, and so I think it's fantastic. And I also, I suspect, because he's bringing these guitars back up to the front, I bet people are finding more of them.
1: Well, first of all, it is part of the, you know, it's the, this is a spectacle that's been going on for years. Oh, yeah. Rick Nielsen spectacle. Dang. Okay, Let, let's he's the starter of this because yeah. he had all of it lined up in front of his Sound City cab. On
0: stage. So he had with he, the lights in the sound stage. Yes, cabs. exactly. Yes.
1: And they're all torn up. Yeah. And he's got the flying V, he has the Blackguard Telly. He's got the Hamer. What is this explorer with a flame top? He's got a burst. Yeah. You know? And then Tom's got the hammer, eight string bass. What on earth yeah. is that? You know, and Robin Xander playing the what? Rickenbacker and the Blackguard, and you're just yeah. like, "Oh my God, I want one of those! I want one of everything! Yeah, he's got the, one. Of,
0: maybe the five neck.
1: Yeah, that, that thing's oh, that's torture. <laughs> Can't even, they don't. I don't think they tune the bottom two necks.
0: One of my favorite quotes of his was when he asked, "How much does that weigh?" He said, "Only my
1: chiropractor." Yes, does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to put it like on a chair to tune it. <laughs> it's, so ridiculous. it's pretty crazy. I think you know, he started this spectacle of yeah. vintage guitars. Aerosmith had you know, everybody had bursts back then and flying V's were used ugly guitars that nobody wanted. Yeah. It all turned up, you know, it all and it grew to whatever it is. And but what is good is this helps the market retain some value and some historical value especially. Oh man, no and doubt. The, keeps the, yeah. the American Um, heritage of building guitars whether it be in Nashville Kalamazoo Fullerton you know Corona all that stuff Westerly Rhode Island if you want a nice old guild you know I mean all that stuff I
0: also love like you talk about the other side of that history was like uh, Amos the 58 58 yes yeah like that guitar had been out of circulation for who knows how many years,
1: and it was just sitting there in Norm's yeah thing in his, in his, with all his other vintage guitars. And and it's it's been, so cool, and it's like oh, let's see your V, let's get that V, right? Yeah, that guitar is uh, that's no walk in the park to play either. You got to work, you got to work for everything out of that thing. But it is a giant sounding, beautiful example with a historical background to day one on the stand, new in the store. And, you know, we know we know the family. Yeah. And uh, go hang out at their store. They even give good deals on stuff sometimes.
0: I need to go there. But that's another one, like some of the tuning pigs were... Pigs were yeah, we just put new ones on. Yeah, but care. you didn't change them just to change them. It was because no, they, they were, were falling apart, so yeah. you just
1: put the... We have a whole, you know, some... Uh, Clousons and stuff, right. just sitting waiting, and in like you, even if we don't buy the guitar, you get a free set of oh, tuners because yeah. we want to string up like a burst or something. Yeah. So we 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 donate the tuners if they were crumbling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so even if you don't buy the burst,
1: yeah, that, has that ever happened? <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I mean, we've seen. Okay, we've seen.
0: Over the years,
1: hundreds. Okay, so we're in the we're in the high three hundreds for seeing and handling bursts.
0: And this is fifty-eight, fifty-nine, sixty. That's it. Okay.
1: And um, all guitars are cool. Yeah. But in the in the second half of my life, I don't want to see the Guild T one hundred or or you know the seventy seven Strat. I'm all set. Yeah. I want to see 58, 59, and 60 Mm -hmm. Les Pauls with the remaining time I have left. (laughs) So, thankfully, I've met a lot of people through Joe, through some other people I've known. um, And so we get to see a lot of them. We get to handle a lot. Joe's used a lot for shows. Yeah. Some people have loaned them to us. Sometimes they've been a burden, like this millstone to carry around, like... Bitching about it, you're like, "Oh man, I got. Oh, I, wait, I got to go back to the bus and get yeah. the guitar and carry it you know, and It's like ah, oh, pain in the ass. But then you go, "Well, okay." <laughs> so know. was
0: Gibson good at keeping accurate serial numbers? I don't out? think so. No, I
1: mean they were for a long time, and then all of a sudden they disappear. They had their book with the it's all stamped right in order with a nice font and all this stuff, and some pen pen writing and. They got all this stuff, and then all of a sudden it disappears. So you get all these people who don't, uh, you know, there's this, this gray area of serial numbers. Yeah. So you can make a fake replica burst and put one of these numbers. Yeah. Now, if you think about, you know, the ones that are already there, some people like to slide them in, I think. Yeah. I've only seen a couple of... Uh, That's
0: what I was going to ask. I wouldn't think you guys I've would only get...
1: seen a couple of replicas, but it was already known. Oh, really? It wasn't being passed off okay. to, to be anything that it wasn't. So nobody was trying to sell Unless me. somebody's really, like... Yeah, stupid. We would... Yeah, I mean... You pick up a burst and it's different than a regular Les Paul and it's different than a handmade replica yeah it just already is a burst it reveals itself same with the V as soon as you start looking at the thing and going oh my god is this thing right is that right is this thing just just," don't even look at it yeah go where there's one that's all right guess what that one costs extra yeah you have to pay extra for right not for oh well by the way this was fixed by so and so yeah you know It's got a screw in the heat. I don't know. It's fine. Whatever you can buy, if you want to buy a burst, (laughs) buy any of them. It's a great idea. I I used to have that goal. Now it'd be, ugh, it's too much work.
0: It's a lot of responsibility, too. It is,
1: too. And I I have them every day of my working career. Yeah, Yeah, you get to play more than anybody. I play them, you know, not directly. Sure. You know, not in the middle of battle or something. (laughs) But, you know, I prefer... I would prefer to play one of those to another kind of Les yeah. Like anybody. Like, and it, some people don't... You know, some people want a maple neck ebony board 70s custom. Yeah. Like, you know, that's what John Sykes wants. Right. And he should have that. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. And he's and had
0: that one guitar that for one,
1: 40 years. And it's just sick sounding. Yeah. a like, hot pickup and, a, you know, like a Jose Marshall and like... Forget it. He's got the
0: boogie mark two, yeah. chrome mirrored pit guard, and everything's done. Cool.
1: Like it's just cool. And he won't before he even turns it on, it's already yeah. cool.
0: And he's got that hair, which is pretty neat. But he won't record any music, so
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I wish he would.
0: But yeah, you know, you talk about the last pause like that. A really good friend of mine his name is Gordon Kennedy. Big right? He has a burst. He has a burst his dad is Jerry Kennedy, so he's also got his 335. And Gibson made replicas or whatever you want to call them. And his burst, who did it belong to?
1: It uh, was... Um, the guy from The and Spoonful. John Sebastian yes. burst. Yes.
0: So he let me play that a couple times. I always sit down and still wear a strap, because so I'm very intimidated by that. And then he had the replica right next to it. And it said Gordon Kennedy in the back of the headstock, uh-huh, yeah. so I was like, so I played that, and I was like, is there any difference in these to you? Because I mean, they're real, like the screws and everything like that. Well,
1: the only difference is it's not real. Uh, it's not real wear. Yeah. So and there's, you know, that wood's new.
0: It hasn't vibrated.
1: But he will. Said, yeah. I mean, it's still a Les Paul. It sounds like a Les Paul sound. Yeah. You know. He said there was just this much. Yeah, this is that little thing. And if you grew up with those guitars, or old guitars, or, you know, Gibsons and Fenders were around when I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, when I got in high school, it would be cooler, though. What if you could get a Charvel made? My buddy did it, and I did it. Yeah. Right? So... He's like, I'm going to get this Charvel made. So he he makes the order. I'm like, damn, I want one of those too, right? So I trade off my guitar back to the dealer, and I'm like, I want to order one of those too. And I order for completely different, yeah. you know, but basically a single hum, Floyd Rose, Charvel. And we both get them, and they're awesome. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, I they made this for me. Right. So why do I need a 57 Strat? When I should have been going, I need. I'll take all your fifty-seven strats. Yeah,
0: that were probably the same money the Charvel was. Not much more. Yeah,
1: you know, maybe twenty-five hundred. You know, unbelievable. Yeah,
0: those were the days you when know, you just. And it's weird
1: because it. if you want to buy a real Charvel, those are expensive too.
0: Yeah, Sandemus?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, an older one. And they're usually messed with because everybody was hot-rodding their hot-rodded guitar.
0: Right. (laughs) It's already a hot-rod. Leave it alone. Mm. Well, what does your average day consist of?
1: We go go in, uncase the amps, there's four amps, plug it all in, then go string as many guitars as possible. Do you
0: restring everything every day?
1: Not every day couple guitars are every day because they get played for six songs or mm-hmm. something you know um, the note caster and the bursts usually get the most work and then the strats are like this song and that song yeah yeah you know? so I'll restring three to five guitars a day and change the batteries hand them over and off you go that's it and there's nothing to it. It's, it's actually, it's the simplest thing. The trick is when everything goes bad, that you don't freak out. Yeah. So you can't have a fire drill. The amp blew up. Oh, my God. You know, I saw an artist recently. There was something going on with <laughs> something. And the whole crew started tensing up. And they're like, Oh, he's, yeah. he's, oh, he's not happy. Oh, the amp blew up. The amp blew up. Okay, we got one more left. Yeah There's three other ones Right It's fine (laughs) Yeah And we'll change it if we can Yeah At this time Break a string You can have another guitar Yeah Who cares You
0: know We're out here having fun
1: Yeah and and, you know Working with someone like Joe It's simple Yeah He knows that the string is going to break Once in a while You know Um, Stuff happens Stuff happens And It's a rock show and people love it that it's real, and it's, yeah. the amps are humming, and there's a ground loop,
0: and you and, can smell those amps. Man. Oh yeah, they're like, burned up at the end of the I night. I love those things.
1: It, it's great, and the speakers, the magnets are hot. Yeah, it's like tss, okay. And if we're in you know uh, Arctic territory, that's actually you know more your fingers. It's nice. It's, yeah, that's, that's a that's a plus.
0: So do you do like do you have a regiment of? Changing tubes and all that kind of stuff, or is when it when they just
1: squeal? When they okay. And if there's a real problem, the thing's going to an amp guy, right? I don't want I don't want to get zapped. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. And um, we have really good, reliable stuff, but I don't want to be in a dumble poking around. Yeah. There's too much stuff in there, and so we got guys who specialize in each thing. Got a guy in Nashville, a guy in LA that are, you know. Right. We, and we can limp through with our extra amps. <laughs> right, you if know? you have to. We're very fortunate to have multiple amps, to have backups, you know. Yeah. And have a means to transport them. and You know, it's very lucky to have a good uh, infrastructure yeah. of, of our tone system, you know. And that's really a, just, the stuff's got to work sound basically like a, a blues rock guitar, you know, twangy, yeah. screaming, any of that stuff, it's great. You know?
0: Well, yeah, and like you say, you, you don't have four amps in a rack with two twenty four 24-space racks, so if you know? something goes wrong, you don't even know where to start until tomorrow. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't know. I would just give them a straight cable. That Everyone yeah. should just have a straight cable. My tech advice is straight cable and... Some type of flashlight handy And some tape And everything will be fine You know Everything else you can figure out afterwards Yeah But as long as you can get from the guitar to the amp Don't figure out In the middle of the song Which pedal am I going to unplug Just have A cable So you can take the whole pedal board away Yeah And individually find it Or just have a second Pedal board. Yeah, or it doesn't have to be the exact same yeah. setup. It could just be a, an emergency. Oh, what's going to happen? Let me just, you know, have a three-pedal pedal, pedal the three board. There's three
0: things I know you can't live without, yeah.
1: yeah, you know. And we use batteries, so that was good dieting.
0: I was just thinking he said that.
1: <laughs> it's great. Does it happen? I mean, if you're no, them I, every day. I check them with, some, with the battle meter.
0: Wait, I want one of those. They're like
1: 35 bucks.
0: Batometer. Alright. The name's
1: worth it. Absolutely. Is the logo cool? I think it might the T's might be like a, electrical nice. bolts, lightning bolts. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'm so getting
0: one of those. I love it.
1: <laughs> Dude. It works, I think. I mean or at least it makes me it's a placebo effect where I go, yeah. oh it's nine point one seven. Right. But if he if his battery is it can't be below, like, 8.9 in Well, you has, guys play th- a pretty long set, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the LEDs drain, I think they drain. Yeah. The, bright, the bright blue ones. But not so much the red ones? No, the old ones are, like, lead. I don't know. It seems that way. <laughs> and the WA battery doesn't drain hardly at all. That's weird. It doesn't get used a lot. It's just plugged in. Yeah. So just for a couple of stinging, you know, shred sections. Like <laughs> actually makes the sound. It, yeah. What? Yeah, the wah.
0: So why batteries instead of plugging it in? Just one last thing to get a ground loop or a hum or whatever?
1: Yeah, and it just happened. He just was like, oh, I can just use this and this. Yeah. I don't need, you don't have to put it on, you can just tape it to the floor. Yeah. yeah. It's like we're playing <laughs> in the church basement at the school dance. With you know the combo, right? Like okay, I'm gonna tape, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be rad and tape my wad to the floor. You know, this is before you thought to go. Let me tape the. And then can you can yeah. tape them to a board? You tape it to
0: a board, yeah. and then it
1: moves on from there. Right. You know, so we've gone full circle to like, oh, <laughs> I only have two pedals, so. Who cares? Man. Yeah, it's a great it's a great rig to play through. I think you could use it for any style of music, yeah. from heavy metal to. Obviously blues Jazz You know Fusion You know It could be It could be all kinds of. you think
0: Al Demiola Could plug into that rig? I think Probably He might
1: want A little more Sauciness yes. Um But I mean You know Demiola He's also a Demiola Yeah, yeah I, The thing is That guy can pick up Any guitar And just yeah. kill people With it You know yeah. It's amazing it, There's no There's no shortage Of delivery from someone like him, you know, I mean, Al's just, psh, forget it.
0: Yeah. So do you ever, I mean, like, I know it has no place on that stage, but is there ever any Camper or Fractal interest at all?
1: No. Any modeling. I know Joe used to use some line sixes a long time ago, before I knew him. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think he's against it, I just don't think it's... It's not against it. Any of it, right? I mean, want every, you know? I don't. I like a little boss thing. I like a, a fancy handmade pedal. Yeah. I like an Echoplex I like a DD three. Who cares? Yeah. MXR Flanders great. An ADA Flanders great. You know, if you can have them all, great. If you only have a Wawa, great. Yeah. Play guitar with anything. Just need distortion. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know, good distortion, and then. uh Basically, you know, the, the simpler the, the path for us yeah. allows him to just play better straight ahead guitar. Yeah. So, and then we don't have any, we've talked about putting in the big amp rig with the stereo splits and sure. stuff. And, uh, you know, we'd make jokes about wet, dry, wet, you know, and getting like a, just trying some stuff. It's better to just play through the four amps. You know what it sounds like. Two dumbles, two twins, or four twins. Yeah. Who cares?
0: So is that four mono signals? Or, or it's two, two. It's
1: it's. Oh yeah. It's split with a TC. Okay. So like you, just a stereo chorus, then to two splitters. Okay. So it's basically dumbles and twins, left and right split up. Okay. And it's minimal chorus. It's just, it's really honestly just to put it, to split it into two. Sure. And give it a little thickness. Just a little jape. Yeah. You don't even notice it on. Yeah. If it wasn't
0: on, you wouldn't miss it.
1: No. I forgot to step on the button a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why not, right? Just to see.
0: Well, dude, do you want to do my lightning round?
1: What's the lightning round?
0: It's just I ask you a question and you... Give me an answer without thinking about it.
1: Okay. I, <laughs> or you can think about it. I, I'll try to be quick. Um, yeah, okay.
0: Okay. What's your favorite book?
1: Naked Lunch.
0: Nice. You're a bath or a shower guy.
1: I have showers.
0: What's the last gift you gave somebody?
1: A uh, silver bracelet.
0: Nice. What's the first concert you saw at? How old were you?
1: It would be the first real concert. Would be Kiss, and I would be twelve.
0: That's a good way to start.
1: Yeah, life it in messed general. everything up. Yeah, Cost all kinds of untimely despair. Because mom came and
0: said, "Do you want to see Kiss or Share?" Mm-hmm. And you said, "I'm going Kiss." Uh, what's your favorite place to travel? Are you?
1: It, I like Germany. I like Amsterdam. I like the United States. Certain parts of it. Most know. parts most parts yeah I, I find something good in every town but i have preferred yeah. i have preferred areas you know i'd rather be in hollywood yeah um rock and rolling and eating food and you know mainly it's a, the craziest thing we do is you know eat food yeah go to restaurants you know that's and buy guitars yeah that's what oh, yeah, i forgot that. that's what touring's all about
0: do you have a therapy animal when you fly
1: I don't when I fly. um, I have a dog that I wish could be a therapy dog, but the therapy dog laws are so um, vague. There's not actually a place to make any of that happen. You have to have a specific disability. Did you hear about the horse? The therapy horse. Uh I've read about this on the American Disability Administration. Yeah. This lady was. This is kind of funny that you say this and I know it.
0: <laughs> no, she was flying from Chicago to Omaha. And she came on. And I guess she had some kind of obvious physical imitations. Okay, a, a woman. Yeah, a woman.
1: And, She's a stranger, right? You don't know her? No, I wasn't okay, there. Okay, good.
0: As far as you know. And the next thing that follows her down the hallway is like a little Shetland pony.
1: You gotta be kidding me! No, and I know that it's part of the the rule.
0: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a real thing. A miniature horse. That, to me, that's just a woman that bought a horse and said, "Well, how the crap am I going to get this home?"
1: Therapy. Well, that's, that's the thing, you know. Uh, I, I would love I would love my dog to be a therapy yeah. dog. So if yeah, the therapy dog, dog um, professionals are out there, you need to uh, yes. clarify and make it easy for people to have a therapy dog.
0: Especially a cute little dog like yours. Yeah, my dog,
1: yeah, sure. She what? likes rock guitar. See?
0: <laughs> she has her own earmuffs.
1: What would you be doing if you weren't doing this? I'd be probably playing um, mindless heavy instrumental shit in a basement with my friends or something.
0: And working at Home Depot or something.
1: Well, I wouldn't do that. I'd probably just sell guitars. Yeah. Hustle. Play with, you know, whoever. I don't think I would try to be in a famous band or something. Yeah. It's, it doesn't seem doesn't seem like a thing to do at this age. Yeah. I like to play, though, for yeah. sure.
0: What's your favorite guitar, both acoustic and electric, whether you own it or not?
1: My favorite acoustic guitar in the world would be like a pre-war Martin D-28, nice. just for strumming. Yep. Because they're insane. And... <clears throat> The electric part, would ha- I'd have to say, I love the burst, obviously. I'd need like three or four guitars. I'd need a Charvel with a Floyd mm-hmm. involved in that. I like an Explorer something, mm-hmm. um, preferably 58 Carina or yeah. a Hamer, standard would be. The- Actually, I'd take that over the Carina for what I want to do. Sure. I-, I-, I want a DeMarzio and I want that, that flat neck. Yeah. Or- yeah, that's, it's my thing. But I still would wear it too low to play really fast on. Like, it'd just be rhythms, you know? But you'd look cool. Yes. <laughs> so what's next for you? Next week, we are going to travel to Australia. Then we get a U.S. tour. And then chill out for a little bit, I think, until the new year. And then, then we ramp up the machine.
0: You guys never stop, do you?
1: Never. hundred and something gigs a year, it's... It's the only way to do it. Got to yeah. take, got to take the riffs out to the people. The Les Pauls they want, they want PAF power. And if you're gonna, gonna
0: pay the kind of band that you guys have, you kind of got to make it worth the time if you're going to be out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's go get something to eat. Yes, thank you, brother. Awesome.